it seems like forever since I started an episode. Anyway, uh, welcome to Perfect Brainstorm. Uh, creative challenges for the creative. Cre <laughs> so I'm going to start over. Uh, welcome to Perfect Brainstorm. Creative out. challenges for what? Gets loosey goosey. You're going to be on <laughs> <All right> stage <laughs> here soon, Brian. Ooh, okay, okay. Um, I'm going to do that trick where I don't wear my pants before. Is that a, that's like a thing in Seinfeld? I think. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's gonna be what, lots of Seinfeld that's what Jerry references Seinfeld does. He doesn't wear pants when he performs. Yeah. Because yep. he doesn't want to crease. Anyway. That, that's actually the trick, is you just actually just go on without pants. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's imagine the audience not wearing pants, but then you actually don't wear pants. Uh-huh. It helps. It helps. If you go back and rewatch all those Seinfeld episodes, you'll see, huh, how did I miss that? He's not wearing he, pants. He now, was never wearing pants. He was never wearing pants. In the, the entire show. In the entire show. Well, now that we've had this fun Seinfeld conversation, I can't start over. So exactly. welcome to Perfect Brainstorm, uh, creative challenges for the creatively challenged. I'm Brian Perry. I think this is my turn. I'm Houston Bodley. I am Jake Bush. We need to get this order down. Usually it's just you You insert yourself wherever you feel like at Houston, and then we kind of fit in around you. Yeah. Um, so but in addition to the three of us, we have a professional in the studio, uh, Matt Hamblin. Welcome. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Uh, and of course, professional here means I have made almost, actually I have made just recently a total of just enough for like one month's rent in three years of comedy. So Nice. Yeah. Making it That's big. when you That's know pretty you're good. making it. Yeah. In the last. <laughs> How much have we made podcasting, guys? Oh, I'm, I'm definitely in the negative. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think um, that's probably I think accurate. Houston and I made $35 once. I've stayed neutral because I've gotten Brian to pay for all the expenses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I And I've bought all of the old stuff that Brian just sells me when he buys <laughs> new stuff. So, Yeah, exactly. So uh, for anyone who we've actually, it's probably been a few episodes since we actually introduced this topic. So I'll sort of reintroduce it. Um, once upon a time, uh, several years ago, I think five or six years ago, I uh, I dated a girl and she made me the worst mixtape ever. <laughs> and now I think it'd be funny to write a stand-up set based around this mixtape because it's really bad. And I just rediscovered it because it I uh, someone broke into my car. I don't think I explained this part. Oh, really? Um, and, <laughs> and stole like a bunch of CDs. And like this is one of the CDs that was left behind because it, that's how bad this mixtape is. <laughs> Wait, so you're saying you're saying the 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 quality of the CD was not even up to the standards of someone who breaks into a car in 2020 and steals CDs, right? That are all free to listen to on Spotify. So they were like, "I'm already in. I've already committed the crime. I can grab anything I want for no consequence." Yep. But this is not worth the extra like three ounces. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. They they checked their inventory and they're like, no space for this one. Not only that, but they went through the effort to go through and play all of your CDs and say, nah, <laughs> yeah. not this one. He can How did it. I not notice this? Someone was just sitting in my car playing music <laughs> for like six hours. Yeah. Like all night. Um, so yeah, uh, I've rediscovered the CD recently. Um, it's it's bad. Um, I read some of the tracks last time, um, and uh, since you guys didn't really really live this, uh, you've just sort of gotten the list from me. I think I will sort of be leading this and sort of saying like, "Hey, is this a funny angle?" And you guys can say like, "No, it's not a funny angle," and then we'll move on. Um, and just maybe we won't write any jokes. Is what of what I'm kind of hoping for. Um, now that I think about it. Because I, I did say I would commit to uh, performing at an open mic night, and uh, I think it's going to go really badly. So, so what you're saying, uh, we'll see what happens what here. What you're saying is that you want to pitch ideas to us and have us say every time, no, that's bad. Just ditch it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It. Not for this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and then I, I'm out. And I, I freed myself from the contract, and uh, my soul can ascend into heaven. What I Wait. love about this, too is that I feel like recently with the guests we've brought on for our various episodes, we usually bring them on and it's like, hey, teach us something cool about your expertise. So like in this case, Matt would be the expert of teaching us how to be funny. I, I love how you've already given up so much that it's just like, no, we're not going to be able to apply what it is. So we're just bringing him on for the whole episode to just be like, nope, you did that wrong. <laughs> Well, just when we brought in the linguistics the expert, we ended up in a fight. So uh, let's just start. I mean, to be fair, 
Yeah, I mean, most of the time, how stand-up comedy is written is you pitch ideas, and then people say, like, this is funny or that's not funny, and then you fix it. So <laughs> we might, I mean, that's so, so basically you... the entire, like, process. All right. And, like, do you, do you ever write jokes together? Like, you're in, like, a group. You're in, like, Humor You, right? Yeah. And so do you, like, sit around and be like, hey, what would be a funny joke? Or does it, everyone kind of do it on their own and then bring it to rehearsal? I don't uh, know what you call it. I mean, I guess, like, practice is what we'd call it, but... I mean, it kind of okay. depends on the jokes because I have I've had sets where like it's very much like I've written it myself and then I show up and pitch it and get feedback. But for especially if there's like we're writing jokes for a specific theme, like I've done Harry Potter and Star Wars shows and stuff. That's a very collaborative of like we watch a movie and we're like, all right, like what's funny about this movie? What's what can we make Got fun it. of? And then it's like very much. So if there's ever like a a themed comedy night that's around bad mixtapes, that's this is what basically what we're doing. Yes. So. Yep. (laughs) I mean, bad mixtapes from your ex is definitely one of those things that, you know, universally relatable. So definitely a lot of people looking for those kind of jokes. So, Matt, I like to put our guests through the ringer a little bit. Oh, boy. Um, I want you to simultaneous. Well, not simultaneously. Um, say the funniest thing you know (laughs) I was gonna say what's the best joke tell us the best joke you've ever told but tell it in a way that we will absolutely not laugh okay or tell us the worst joke you've ever said and then make us laugh hysterically that you can pick the option this makes no sense (laughs) no it doesn't So you're saying my options are pick one of my jokes that isn't funny and I haven't found a way to make funny, but make it funny. Yes. Or take one that is hysterically funny and just ruin it. Yes. That is your challenge if you choose to accept. See, here's the thing. I can't. (laughs) I feel like everything I try to make one of my unfunny joke or one of my funny jokes not funny is going to somehow make it funnier. Like yeah, the that's actual, the challenge. That's <laughs> the trick. The difficult thing. And then we harvest it for our podcast humor. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see. Uh, what is my best joke I have ever told? Um, I think you know my my top two jokes of yours. Okay. Our Fred and George and C three PO. Yeah, let's go with one of those. <laughs> Make it easier. <laughs> okay. Um. No, let's do C three PO. That's that's the fun one. Okay. <laughs> So my challenge is to tell this but not be funny? Yes. Oh, that's yeah. not And if I laugh, then you're booted off the podcast. <sighs> okay. Here we go. Um, so in Star Wars, we learned that Anakin made C-3PO. And sometimes it's fun to think about that because there's that part in Episode 6 where they get captured by Ewoks and they think C-3PO is a god. And he says, it's against my programming to impersonate a deity, which means that at some point, little Anakin Skywalker is sitting there building a droid, and he thinks, C-3PO is pretty cool, but he's no god. Better program him so he knows it, though he doesn't, oh, he doesn't take advantage of some <laughs> primitive teddy bears. Dang it, you made it too awkward. I had <laughs> to chuckle. <laughs> uh, I was trying so hard I was trying hard so hard. <laughs> It's a good joke. It is a good joke. <laughs> yeah. I feel like, can I like tell this joke for reals to like redeem that? Sure. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm like, I feel like I'm just For like, the record. Do whatever you want. Say whatever you want. Okay. See, I, I feel like, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to tell this for reals. Cause I feel like that was just like, okay. You heard a comedian tell a joke and you're trying to remember how it goes, but you just don't. Like I was trying to do that for my <laughs> own joke that I wrote myself. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like, full discretion that's how it would be if we were trying to replicate your joke like that's yeah, our level yeah. of humor so you, okay. you fit the vibe of the podcast well now bring us <laughs> your godlike humor okay so the joke for reals um so one of the things in the prequels that i like is we find out that c-3po was built and programmed by nine-year-old anakin skywalker like, first off, I'd love to see Star Wars with a robot actually built by a nine-year-old, and it's just like a cardboard box with series taped to it. But I feel like there are some moments in Star Wars where it's just so fun to think about what little Anakin's thinking while he's building this droid. Like, in Episode Six, they're on Endor. He gets They get captured by Ewoks, and they mistake C-3PO for some kind of god. And when they ask him to use his godly influence to help them, 
his response is, it's against my programming to impersonate a deity, which that means that at impression. some point, little Annie is sitting there and he goes, C-3PO is pretty cool, but he's no god. Better make sure he knows that so he doesn't take advantage of some primitive teddy bears. I'd hate for anyone to think he's uppity or pretentious. The second one was way better. There like, it is. He can pick any personality for his robot, and he picks homeschool. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah. I, love... <laughs> I mean, the joke continues, but we can end it there. But... Uh, I, I think we've learned an important lesson just from that, so let's cut it there. I think the lesson is immersion, right? Like, I like I, I like felt like I was there. You know what I mean? I felt like I was in the room with Anakin and uh, and in the room with C-3PO. And, uh... Also, I just want to interject real quick. Thank you, Matt, for indulging me. I know I'm a jerk to our guests, and I'm sorry, but you're, <laughs> you're totally a great fine. guy. I will respect you the rest of the podcast now. Thank you. I, I will not expect that to stay constant because <laughs> <laughs> I've been... <laughs> I mean, I've done improv like enough times to know that half the time people are like, all right, how can I make this as weird as possible for this dude and hope that somehow humor emerges? <laughs> so it's all, <laughs> I'm used to it. You're a great sport. Glad you're with us. Oh, Sorry, yeah. Brian, continue. Okay. Um, should we jump into it then? Should we just jump into tr in, yeah. into it track by Let's track? Um, I just realized the first oh. track's not on Spotify. Hold on. <laughs> let, me, let me find it so I, I can mean, play it. First off, like before we get into the individual tracks, can like we hear more of the story behind this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like so setup, we need setup. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here's the setup. So um, I was dating a girl. She was um, a few months away from leaving on an LDS mission, um, and I thought that seems like someone that I want to date, um, but um, which wasn't a great idea. Um, <laughs> was that a joke? So I think it was. Was that a joke? Uh, uh, maybe. <laughs> The decision that I made? Yeah. Got it. <laughs> um, I thought you were making fun of Brian dating people. And that's no. a little harsh, Yeah, that's, that's the real joke. No. I haven't done that in a while. Um, uh, I think we started dating in probably November. Um, I think she was going to leave on her mission in like March, which was, that's like okay. plenty of time for like a college relationship, whatever, right? But the problem was she also wasn't going to do that winter semester from January through March. And so okay. it was already going to be long distance, even though she hadn't left on her mission. And so most of this relationship is long distance. So that's that's probably one important thing to understand. Um, I drove out to Wyoming at one point where she's from. Um, and it was like I was like pretty invested in this relationship. And I think I think the theme of this mixtape is going to be like I should have seen the warning signs in it. Um, I think is really probably what we're going to play off of because uh, there's like four songs in here. We're just the title alone. It's like, Brian, she's just Seriously. not that into you. Yeah. The, yeah. Like the star Wars main the theme by John Williams. Titles is it's like, it's kind of a mix of like, I kind of love you. And then also like, but this is over forever. It's like, yeah, it's kind of both uh, at the same time. It's really rough. And I really like, some of them, I think at the time, I'm, I'm trying to like distinguish between how I felt about this mixtape at the time and how I feel about it now. I'm pretty sure even at the time, I recognized that it was bad, but I gave her the benefit of the doubt a lot more of like, because like I could I could figure out some memory. Like I tried to put that in the, the Google sheet I sent everyone of like, I'm pretty sure we played Just Dance and this is a song we did together or like uh -huh. we watched some YouTube video uh, making fun of this song. So like maybe that's why. But like, it's really just bad. Let Let's get into an example. Yeah. Let's kick it off. Who, All right, track number what one. What is that big number one hit to start off this whole CD as a banger? The hot romantic single that that she included. Uh, should we? I think maybe we should give her a fake name. I think I we bleeped her name last episode. What's a Can funny we, name? Let's call her Amy. So I don't, <laughs> so I don't forget because that's a real name. Let's Wait. just call her Amy. I don't. I, I'm sorry, Amy, if you hear this. You probably won't. <laughs> if anyone knows Amy, don't tell her about this. We, I, I legitimately like. It was a great relationship, and uh, I'm re very happy for her. Um, uh, she came home from her mission and married some guy from her mission. So whatever. You're not saying fine. Amy like A M Y. You're saying Amy A M Y Z X the letter seven number Q. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> No, no one should get it confused. 
Hey guys, I made a comedian joke. It was you, funny, right? Oh yeah, you you kind of repeated a Brian Regan joke. Yeah. Wait, that's not allowed. That's stealing jokes, and that is frowned upon in the comedy industry. <laughs> I will not be accused of stealing jokes in my comedy set. But we are going to steal the music. So let's okay, hit so this first here's single. our first track. Play. Are we hearing this? There we go. Yep. Yep. There it goes. Very romantic. Hmm. It reminds me of serial killers. Yes, it should. It reminds me of breakfast. What? Oh, yeah, cereal. Um. <laughs> so here's the thing. This song just like is instrumental like the entire time, right? It's the entire time. Over and over and over and over. Yep. It gets a little more instrumentation here, you know? <laughs> like I, it's a great theme song for a podcast. Uh, Which is exactly what about it is. serial killers. It's actually not about serial killers. I should I shouldn't uh, besmirch their name. They're not a serial killer podcast. They are uh, a, a, they tell stories in a serial manner rather than episodic. Um, but the first season is about a murderer, um, and I feel like this is our first warning sign because it is the first season, which is all that was out at the time, was about a boyfriend who killed his girlfriend. Whoa. I feel like there's a joke there, right? <laughs> So what we're saying, like yeah, there's potential there for sure. Yeah. Is she's hoping that you will play this track to your good buddies as you're going out for a bro night, driving around, and you'd be like, hey, this is a, a, a tape that Amy made for me. And your good friend Jake, who's probably driving side by side with you in the car, is probably like, hmm, maybe I should call Amy and make sure she's okay. Make sure she's not getting stabbed in the forest of Maryland or something. That's that's what the premise of the show's about, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I was really confused because um, I've never listened to Serial. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I think I took a big leap there and hoped everyone had. I was just kind of lost that, that Jake and I were in the car together listening to it, and Jake was calling to make sure I wasn't murdering her in Maryland? She was calling Amy to make sure she was okay. Why was he calling Amy? I would never call Amy. You know what? Sometimes, sometimes, Brian, you just need to step back and just imagine that what I say makes sense and go with it, okay? But I was in the car with him. So, How could I be murdering Amy? So is this the point where I interject and I say, that's not funny? Is that... Yeah, I think that was the yeah, perfect. I, that Thank opportunity you. right there. Consider, your, consider um, yourself heckled, killer. Houston. Uh, we should do a thing like if he puts his thumb down his his fist his hammer whatever he puts down what? that person is like ejected from any more comments about the particular about song. that track yeah okay i'm tapping perfect out. you're out of bad dream the theme song from serial <laughs> season one see what I, what i want to know is like what point in the relationship did this mixtape happen was this like that's a good question i'm pretty sure it was in the long distance portion um okay Mostly because it does have I Miss You by Blink-182 on it. Um, okay. So mm -hmm. I'm assuming it was during that. Um, but I'm trying to figure out if it was like closer to the start of that period or like... I think it was her going... I think it was like a going away gift as she went on her mission. Ah. Like, okay. like not going to have any contact for a year and a half and like kind of not really be dating even. Okay. But you were still like... So like you wrote her on her mission and stuff? I wrote her on her mission. I wasn't like awaiting for her. Um, okay. anything like that but uh, yeah we kept in touch for the first while so this is like a kind of breakup list um, I guess it is deals, I mean I guess I never really thought about that thought about it that way it was a, it was a going away gift a going okay. away from our relationship okay. see because I feel like the idea of it like still kind of continuing like makes sense for most of the songs and then it's just like Number 12 is we are never getting back. <laughs> yeah, that's the <laughs> wildest one. And I'm glad that she put it towards the end of the disc Wait, just for what? the sake of this question. This, yeah, we are never getting back together is also on here. Uh, do we want to just like <laughs> bounce around on this track? Like, should we just dive into number 12 right now? Like, I mean, okay, let's let's identify the one the most going one to 14. Um, I, I think that eventually we will. But I think it's worth pointing out right now. Hey, these are the ones that are the biggest red flags. The biggest one is we are never getting back together. Like I should have seen that, <laughs> that one coming. That is the climax of this track. <laughs> That's like straight up like at that point, like just like telling you like, by the way, this is just over. 
<laughs> oh my gosh, like, it actually like every other song is just like I miss you and like kissing and love stories. Oh man, it really is like the first 11 Why didn't I see this? The first ele... even like as I've been analyzing this over the last couple of weeks preparing for this episode, it's the first 11 tracks are like, "Hey, here's some fun references of things we did in our relationship." 12 is, "Hey, I'm breaking up with you." And 13 and 14 are like, here are some pretty good songs that are very soft and will just like sort of lull you to sleep while you cry. <laughs> like, like the last two tracks are Vanilla Twilight by Owl City and Night Changes by One Direction, which are actually both beautiful songs. They're kind of the best songs on the tra- on the CD. Yeah. Hmm. If you ever heard Night Changes by One Direction, like, let me play a clip right here. It's a beautiful song. Isn't that nice? Can we also talk nice. about the fact that there are three One Direction songs on this playlist? She really liked One Direction. Wow. I feel depressed already. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but wait for this. Nope, not that. Hold on. It's coming. Are we going to get in trouble? No, we're good because we're talking over it and we're reviewing it. That's how it's okay. It's for review purposes. Talk over the music. Fair use. Yeah. You just have to say the word. Okay, no, hold on. Here it is. It just sounds nice, you know? <laughs> but see, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Even this song is kind of like, things change. And no, it really is. Like, no, it absolutely is. Yeah. Ah, oh, man, it's rough. Yeah, it's one I didn't think of as a red flag, but it kind of is too. Um, okay, let's 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 move quickly through. I want to go through the list because I do think the order like is important and is interesting. We need to find like a so the next the, one is the general themes so that we can piece it together into like a cohesive set. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. So the next track is "Kiss You" by One Direction, which is just. I don't know. Like, is she saying the relationship was just very superficial? It was just about kissing? <laughs> well, so far what we have is you. Wo- she woke up from a bad dream and made you kiss her to make it all better. Okay, you're saying bad dream. It's, that's the title of the serial theme for anyone who's not looking at this spreadsheet. Um, I would assume I don't you think, would tell them for me. Thank you, Brian. I, I, I doubt she knew the title was called Bad Dream. So I, I'm not going to attribute that one <laughs> that one literally is i should explain serial i did introduce her to that podcast and we listened to it kind of together so it was like whatever it's a weird one yeah, to start the album off though but as far as a like a stand-up set like i think if you're going into like you know in this relationship it should have been the first red flag that the very first song on this mixtape was called bad dream like yeah like no that's just not a good sign for any relationship <laughs> yeah. that's a good way of phrasing it yeah um, um, can we jump into track number three, which is my personal favorite on this list? For the three is really bad. Three is another huge red flag one that I should have caught. Uh, it's Oops, I Did It Again yes. by Britney Spears. Wow. Oh, boy. I love how she thinks that, like, at 24, 25, however old you were at the time, your old man, like, yes, that's what he needs. That is the song for him. Well, and like, I think it was kind of like a, this is how I want him to remember me is Oops, I Did It Again by Britney Spears. <laughs> and it's rough. It's like, because like, do you know what the, the opening lines of the song are? Like off the top of your head, what is she, Oops, I Did It Again? Like, what did she do again? She played with your heart. She played with your heart. That's that's like one way of saying Got it. Got lost like, in the what, game. What did she actually do? Got lost in the game. That's like oh, sort baby, of a metaphor baby. still, right? Oh, baby, baby. Yeah. Oops, I think I'm in love. No. Wait, does it but say that? No, that oops, a good thing? you think no, no, no. It's oops, you think I'm in love. Oh, um, the <laughs> opening line. Here's the opening line. I think I did it again. I made you believe we're more than just friends. <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> so I feel yeah okay. I feel like there's a story coming together here. Yes. And I, I honestly, yeah. like, even as we're talking about this, I am giving her the benefit of the doubt of, like, this was, like, a fun song. I think we did this song on Just Dance. And it was, like, that's the reference. But, like, Was that the night that anyway. she made you think that you were more than just friends? Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> See, but I wow. mean, here's the thing. Like, if we go through, like, the, um, how this is going, like, we start off with, it was a bad dream, like, the whole time. Just, like, yeah. whoops. 
And then, like, we have Kiss You, which is basically a song about, like, deciding to kind of start a relationship or, like, you know, kiss. And then it's like, ah, shoot. <laughs> you think? We're or, like, that friends. was the entire point of the relationship was, like, she just wanted to kiss someone. Uh-huh. Fair? Yeah, and then it goes into, into, like, it might seem like a crush. It doesn't mean that I'm serious. Like, it's just all this stuff. And Oops, I did it again. It's just very much, like, ah, oh, dang it. You think this is serious, and it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's potential in the guy in the music video. I think he's wearing a spacesuit. I think it's all on Mars. I think first of all, um, which that's going to come. Let me in find later. the line. Uh, yeah, that's a little teaser for what's up in two tracks. There's a speaking part, right? That's that goes, um, Brittany. Before you go, there's something I want you to have. Oh, it's beautiful. But wait a minute, isn't this? Yeah, yes, it is. But I thought the old lady dropped it into the ocean in the end. Well, baby, I went down and got it for you. <laughs> and uh, that's a it's a fun Titanic reference because this song came out in when? 2001? Uh, 2000. 2000. Yeah. Well, that was um, the hit way to start off the millennium for us. Um, and so, like, I feel like it'd be like, I'm that guy. Like, I'm the I'm the guy who went down to get the Hope Diamond Have you from Britney Spears. Have you recently scuba diving in the Atlantic Ocean? That's the that's the first clue that you should have picked yeah. up on. Second of all, were you ever an extra in the movie Titanic? Yeah, no, I should have seen that coming. No, I uh I don't think we ever talked no, we never talked about any of this. This is obviously not personal, but it's something maybe we can use. Might I mention? I, I think she I think she's cleverly weaving this whole narrative together. Because even if you picked up on the red flag of like, oops, she did it again, she played with my heart. She, she weaves it back into a positive with the next song, which is I've had the time of my life from Dirty Dancing. Yeah, classic. So Classic song, Even if you were just romantic. friends, she had the time of her life. And I think that's a yeah. pat on the back for you, Brian. Man, it's freaking in past tense, though, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I've had the time of my life, it's and it's over. Like, it's another kind of like, this is over, though. Yeah, yeah it's very subtle. It was great. I, I feel like... But the title goes one step further and puts I've had in parentheses. So yeah. it's just like the time of my life. That could be some other time away from you. Like we yeah. don't need the I've had. It could be a future reference. Just someone. Yeah. Um, to her credit, this is, I, I'm pretty sure we, this was like a couple dance on just dance that we did together. So again, did she had a reason to put it with this girl is listen to one direction and play just dance. They just dance. I mean, that's pretty much it. It, and, if this uh, is we all did, you we did, did in a relationship, I, no, I, we did I understand why she wanted to end it. I'm sorry, Brian, yeah, but you got seriously. to do a little more than just dance. Whoa, 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 no, whoa, whoa. He broke up with her. <laughs> no, wait. I don't, I don't really know remember if that's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I think, no, I, I really do. I, this is one of those situations where I, at the time, I was 100% sure it was mutual that like we were like, um... This isn't as fun writing each other anymore, so I'm not going to. <laughs> I think I I think I mostly initiated that though. Um, we did go on a date when she got home, um, and it was just awkward. And we ate froyo, and then there was no expectation that we would go on another date. So she didn't give you anyway. a mixtape that night. Are you sure? She didn't. Um, I'm pretty sure she was dating this guy from her mission already. So, <laughs> um, but I think that's part of why that date was so awkward. Okay. Now we, we're going to make a huge leap here um, thematically. Uh, the next song is the main theme from Star Wars, <laughs> the movie Star Wars. I don't have an explanation of this one at all, other than like, I like Star Wars. <laughs> this, That's why like did she put the Star Wars theme on a mixtape? She knew this that you liked Star Wars. This is just a bone she threw for you. I guess. Maybe it's like, oh, Brian's like, he's going to start picking up on these references, but like, He's so dumb that I can distract him, but with the Star Wars theme song. He loves Star Wars. What if she didn't even know you like Star Wars, but is just like, yeah, guys like Star Wars. I'll throw this in. <laughs> guys like Star Wars, right? Um, <laughs> that's Star so Wars Amy. Is pretty rad. See, I feel like the other thing is it could be like, I've had the time of my life watching Star Wars. Like, this <laughs> is like, Yeah. If only we had watched Star Wars, that would at least be something. But instead, you guys uh -huh. just danced. We just danced. Oh uh, man, I don't even know what to say. There's there's some joke there. I don't know what it is though. Like, okay, well, I can I maybe this is can I interject here? Yeah. Um, I've so I've been kind of digesting all this information, okay, and thinking, all right. So now, how do you how do you write a joke? 
And I realized that's a great question. This, <laughs> with pen and how paper. do you how do you learn how to do anything? You go to wikihow.com. <laughs> oh my gosh! This now. is our pragmatic Jake segment of the episode. So step we've actually already done step one, which is brainstorming topics. We've done step two, okay, which good. is making a list of ideas that are related to the concept. I think we're at step okay. three, which is keep your setup concise to draw audiences in. And then, wait, 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 maybe we're to step four. No, we got the setup. So introduction, and then it says, small joke, small joke, small joke, punchline. Okay. <laughs> I love how they made a mathematical <laughs> formula to telling jokes. And it says, it says make the punchline your funniest moment. <laughs> Whoa. So thanks for telling us what we're not doing. I, I feel like this is like the ultra watered down version of like the rule of three in comedy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was less helpful than I was hoping. Like, Sorry, guys. <laughs> hey, hey, Jake, it's your turn to sit in the corner. All right. I'm, I'm sitting yeah, you're, out. You're in the corner for Star Wars main theme by John Williams. Is there I, what's the funniest to moment? Say to that? It, like it's Star Wars. Like it's, it's so bad. But also, it's like, yeah, that's a pretty good song. But why is it there? Like, yeah. when do you ever associate blaring trumpets in a space opera with romance? So, you guys are a little bit younger than me, I feel like. Um, have you made a lot of mixtapes? Like, is this like a thing that you, you guys have experience with? At yeah, all? Right, totally. We're like nope. one or two years younger at most. Yeah, but like for me, it was like a middle school thing. So like you guys were in elementary school at the time. So I don't know. We, were, we would burn CDs for each other. Yeah, like... Okay, I just want to make sure. What what would you say that the purpose of a mixtape is in general? Okay, I, Let's I have Let's say you're giving this. it to someone you like yeah. in middle school. This is, I, was, I was just thinking about this, because I think that this makes for a very good premise of like the overall set, which is yeah. you don't ever give someone a mixtape unless you're trying to subtly send a message. Correct. That's it. Like, that's the only and reason... This is, and so, like, there's actually a whole song about that on Avenue Q, right? On some musical, um, has a song about writing a mixtape. Anyway, yeah. And so, like, in this situation, it's a girl, but like, I gave plenty of mixtapes to girls in middle school and high school when I was in love with them and just wanted to tell them that by, you know, sending them songs by Dashboard Confessional. Yeah. So, like, I feel like it, now I'm when it comes down to like the granular jokes, I don't have that talent. But I feel like a good premise that has like a lot of potential is like, you know, starting it off with, so, you know, when you're in middle school or you're in high school and you decide, you know what, I'm going to give this person a mixtape. It's a hundred percent because you're trying to send them a message. And then you tell this story yeah. about how I was dating this girl in college and she was apparently still in mixtapes and she gave me the most confusing mixtape I've ever received. And for the last 20 years, I've been trying to make sense of it. And then you kind of go through and I'm like 50 years old now and like develop the jokes as you go of like what the song could potentially be based on your relationship. But then what she's actually trying to tell you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I think, yeah, I think that's a really good, good like organization way to do it. But the question I was asking about, like, what's the purpose of a mixtape? You're right that the true under the cover under like the hidden meaning is like showing interest, but like. Usually, I feel like on the surface, you say, hey, I made you this mixtape because, like, there's some music I thought you would like that, that I, like, want you to check out. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's what you're kind of saying on the surface. Right. That's, like, this the, sort of the secret. That's, well, yeah, that's, like. It's the cover for the big reveal, which is, exactly. like, it's the cover for the big reveal of message. And that's, I think that's part of why this mixtape doesn't work because we were already in a relationship is part of it. And the other part is well, half the songs are things I showed her. See, and I think here's the thing is like kind of the angle you can go at it with like, I mean, first off, I do think the introduction should start with like the relationship itself, just because I think there is some comedy in saying something along the lines of like, yeah, like there was this girl I was interested in and then I found out she was about to be moving home and then about to leave on a mission. So, of course, I did the smart thing and did it or anyway, knowing it was doomed. And right. Then, like, going into, like, and she ended up giving me this mixtape. And the thing with mixtapes, like, when you give someone a mixtape, it's to send a message. Like, you'll say, like, oh, I thought you'd like these. But it's usually, like, I secretly love you, and I'm trying to do that. But when you're already in a relationship, the only real secret message that can be coming across is this is going south. 
Like that's it. No, nope, that's a great way to say it. Can I? Yeah. Yeah. Can um, I interject with a question for y'all? This is open discussion. I want your valid opinion. Do you? It, do you think it was problematic that I gave a girl a mixtape that had past the point of no return from Phantom of the Opera on it? What? <laughs> um, uh, hold on. I'm looking at I guess now lyrics. we're analyzing your weird relationship. Um, <laughs> what raging pretty fire rapey, shall isn't flood it? the soul? What rich desire unlocks its door? What sweet seduction lies before us? There yeah, are some songs I, I, from I Phantom of the Opera you could probably get away with. Didn't happen. Now, now yeah. 2020, <laughs> hindsight, I get it. I mean, I think the thing is, like, you know, with girls, if you're trying to show you're interested, the best way is to give them a song written by a psychopath who's obsessed with somebody and just, yeah, like, seriously. has a life-size mannequin of her in his basement <laughs> where he lives, dressed in a wedding oh, dress. Man. That's the best way to say, like, I'm into you in a normal way. This is the weirdest thing I've ever learned about you, Houston. Do you want me, like, I can, like, time out for a second and go find the mixtape or, like, the playlist if you want. You guys can carry on, like, maybe we'll pick up the pace. We'll keep going. I'll bring this back as, like, a finale for us if you want. Okay, man. This is wild. Okay. Okay. So, as far as the Star Wars main theme, though, I think. I've been thinking about it, and I do think there actually is some material there in the sense that, like, pretty much all relationships in Star Wars are kind of garbage. Like, Oh, that's true. Here's the thing, like... I mean, Even Raylo has been officially declared yeah, unromantic. Exactly. And, I mean, that's the thing, is you can go into that. It's like... And here's the thing. Every relationship in Star Wars is, like... It's like, they kissed, but then they're just, like, brother-sister afterwards. Yeah. Like, or they even Han and Leia, you know? Yeah. Or they, like, they separated because their kid ended up super evil. Or, like, yeah. they kissed, but it was officially a brother-sisterly style kiss. <laughs> I was like, yeah. What? Ooh, ooh, ooh. Okay, here's the thing. Because they are cousins, here's, right? No, they're not. Here's the thing. So, you know, she has Kiss Me, like, two songs before the Star Wars theme. So maybe she's trying to say, like, yeah, we kissed, but it was more kind of a brother-sister type thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay See, um, but here's the thing the only relationship in star wars that works out ends with like anakin basically killing padme which again goes back to the serial killer thing in the first season of this podcast you listened to oh my gosh beginning that's so, true like, we're already at the point where like there are no good possible parallels. are we comparing adnan syed with anakin skywalker yeah yeah like if, if it had been something like um I don't know, like like any other story, it would be like, oh, we're like this couple in that story, right? Mm-hmm. But like Star Wars is like the one where you can't do that. Yeah. All right, and there there are actually like romance themes that are available from Star Wars. This is the main theme. It's the fanfare yeah. for the scrolling text. Like it's not even like anyway. There there's like a theme for Padme and Anakin. There's like a theme for yeah. everybody. But this is just Star Wars in general. And, like, it wasn't like we were, like, a, a forbidden love either, right? It was like we were in college and we lived in the same apartment complex and we dated for a couple months. Anyway. Okay. I've got the final punchline for you of the entire set. I've got the final, final punchline. Oh, my God. Here it is. Because just sitting here, I was, like, um, thinking about, you know, this episode and what we're talking about. And I was like, if you had to sum up this episode with one general theme, it's just, man, can you believe how terrible this mixtape is? Is that a punchline? <laughs> I feel like it will be if you like, okay, here's what you do. You you dig really, really deep into like what's like all the philosophical meaning and what are all the secret messages that she's trying to send. But then at the end, you find some kind of funny way of delivering the conclusion of, man, this is just a really bad mixtape. <laughs> so you're suggesting that I don't ever say that up until the end. Right. Like I start off with like, hey, I've got this mixtape and like, um, you know, there's always like a surface level of like, hey, here are some songs you check out. But like underneath, there's always a secret message. Let's dig into it and like, look at what that is. Precisely. Like, oh man, I should have seen all these red flags, blah, blah, blah. And then at the end, it's like, oh man, this is a bad mixtape. <laughs> yeah. Like that's like the, all right. the most important conclusion you come to. Because it feels like I'm building to a bigger conclusion about 
about our relationship. Yeah, like I could, I, like saying. that's where I feel like the humor comes in is like subverting expectations of everyone's expecting some kind of like funny conclusion about the whole relationship when it's like, no, actually, this is just a really bad mixtape. So you're saying at the end, I'll be like, oh man, I finally, I think I finally figured out what was wrong with that relationship. She was bad at making mixtapes. Yes. I think that's a better way to put it. But I also think it's okay to just like say like she gave me this like, well, I guess you don't necessarily have to say it's a bad mixtape in the beginning, but whatever your last joke is, it needs to make going through 14 songs worth it. Yeah. Um, like, well, and I think some of these people skip. I think Kiss You is not interesting, right? Like, I think we skip. Let's go through the rest of this list, and I think there will be ones we skip. So I Miss You by Blink-182. That, that one's actually not bad, right? Like, that's like a, hey, we're in a long-distance relationship. I miss you. It's not a it's not like an actual romantic song, though. Yeah, but that um, song's like a little weird like as a romance song doesn't it talk about like spiders catching things and eating their insides yes so the joke i originally had for this that maybe doesn't fit into what we're talking about now is like originally i had written um let me see here's how i wrote it this song is pretty spooky lots of halloween stuff this one makes us sound like we were one of those couples that owns snakes or whatever no, we were just in a long-distance relationship between Provo, Utah and Laramie, Wyoming. We were not the target audience for this song. Okay, that was good. Like, that's, a, that's a pretty good joke, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. That was a super um, good but, joke. Uh, it's not really a joke, though. It's just kind of like a... Wait, wait, know, wait. kind of a statement. All right. Hold on. Um, okay. <laughs> where are you? And I'm so sorry. I cannot sleep. I cannot dream tonight. I need somebody and always. This sick, strange darkness comes creeping on, so haunting every time. And as I stared, I counted the webs from all the spiders catching things and eating their insides, like indecision to call you and hear your voice of treason. Will you come home and stop the pain tonight? Stop this pain tonight. Okay. Did she want you to kill her? (laughs) What? Oh my gosh. I had never considered this and still I'm not really considering it. Sorry. It, just, um, it, it played pretty deeply into the serial fair. killer stuff. I think we need to pick if the serial killer is going to be a main feature or not. <laughs> Maybe not. Yeah. I mean, that's going to be, I think the thing is I do think there is going to be like a, there is an opportunity for like a serial killer angle for sure. I mean, between like bad dream and like star Wars, Anakin and Padme and like, oops, I did it again song as well. I don't know so much for that one, but I do feel like it's kind of just those three. So I think you could say, like, if you had it, if you do it from the angle of, like, trying to figure out what the message is, you could say up to this point you were pretty sure it was, like, that she was worried you were a serial killer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's probably a good way to take it. Um, but then the, the actual, the next chunk, I think the angle could be, maybe there's something wrong with me. Um, because it's... It's what makes you beautiful, which is all about someone being like really like, um, what's the word? Like in, insecure about themselves. Uh-huh. Um, another first kiss is like, I could go into how I'm like a huge, they might be giants fan. And the only reason she put this song on here is because she knew I liked, they might be giants. And like, maybe I talked about, they might be giants too much. And maybe I like all this and this and this, and they're like this obscure band from the eighties and like all this stuff. See, here's the thing with, they might be giants though. Like, or not the band so much as the song the song another first kiss like listening to it what i kind of loved is it could have a message either way like it could be like i want to relive my first kiss with you or it could be like i want to have a first kiss but like with somebody else like oh interesting kiss again um so this one actually like i will give her the most credit for this song um even though i showed it to her it was sort of backwards but like the message that we actually did talk about with this song is like, Oh, we have a first kiss now. And then when you come back from your mission, we have another first kiss. Right. Okay. So like, mm. and I, I feel like I really should just give myself the credit that cause I showed her the song. So <laughs> then she just went and put it on the mixtape, which is just cheating dissociating here. Um, bare naked ladies, same angle, right? Like I just another band I really like. And she picked a song from them that I like. Pinch me, um, pinch me. It's still violence associated. It ties into the bad dream too. That's what yeah. you say. Interesting. Um, the other thing with pinch me is like, it's not romantic at all. There's nothing romantic about pinch me. It's yeah. Like it's the song famous for having the line. I could hide out under there. I just made you say underwear. <laughs> now that's, and so, that's a like, good joke. I don't, I don't know what she was thinking other than like, 
hey, Brian, you showed me this song probably. Yeah. I don't know, man. Maybe she just had to fill the CD at this point. She's just like, okay, throw on Thinking Out Loud by Ed Sheeran, the most generic romantic song. Like, I don't have any, like, association of, like, that with us other than, like, I don't know. We probably listened to it at some point. So maybe she was trying to say that your relationship was extremely generic and that's why you're never getting back together. Yeah. I mean, same with Love Story. That's sort of, we're, in, we're now in the, like, Thinking Out Loud by Ed Sheeran, Love Story by Taylor Swift. Like, hey, these are popular songs on the radio that I threw on this mixtape because I had to f- hurry up and finish the mixtape. I have a question. Where's Houston? I think he's... Oh, I'm preparing <laughs> the craziest <laughs> list. Guys, I just learned so much about past Houston, and I don't think I like him. It's Where are you finding this? I, I found, How do you like, find the... I found my old iPod, my 120 gig, and I'm just like oh typing gosh. up the list on Google Sheets. It is not good, guys. It's yikers. <laughs> I'm really excited. I just, uh, it just occurred to me that Houston said he was going to go look for his old mixtapes. It's been like 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, I found it real quick. I, I did not like what I found, though. Wow. I'm we'll loving this. I'm very excited. We've got it wrapped up. But this, I think, is we've got a few more to get through here. Of this episode. I'll tell you that much. That's how, sort of how I always think of you, Houston. <laughs> um, okay. You're sort of the punchline of this podcast. Um, okay. Thinking Out Loud Love Story, I think it, that's. I think the only angle there is either we leave them out or we make a joke about how they're very generic. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And then we get to the biggest red flag, which is we are never getting back together. And what if I just like, don't make the connection, right? Like early on, I pick up on like, Oh man, oops, I did it again. Maybe like, maybe like I, I didn't see that relationship the same way that she did. Oh, like, Oh, like maybe another first kiss. Maybe it is like she was looking for another relationship, right? Like a different, you know, a different first kiss, that kind of thing. And, uh, we're never getting back together. I have no idea what she meant by that. <laughs> like, I feel like we're building to it. And then I, I will say the track. T- I feel like just saying the track title at that point, will get a laugh, right? People will be laughing. At, yeah. We are never getting back together. And if I just like, don't connect the dots on that one, that could be a fun joke. Yeah. Yeah. And I think maybe the way to do that is to maybe like lump it in with the previous two. And you know, like, okay. When you're a nine, you're like, you know, between like pinch me and bad dream, I'm starting to worry that like, Maybe she wasn't that into me. Maybe she was already wearing it. Like, and then the next three really like reassured me that everything was gonna be okay. You know, we had "Thinking Out Loud" by Ed one of the most classic like love and like wedding songs. We had "Love Story" by Taylor Swift, and the one that reassured me the most was "We Are Never Getting Back Together" by Taylor Swift. Like, okay, yeah, yeah. Like or I could introduce as a group of like. Then we just have some great like, just like classic love songs. These uh, these hit <laughs> yeah. makers, Ed Sheeran, Taylor Swift, can't go wrong with them. Thinking out loud, beautiful. The, I think he dances with an old lady in the music video. Love story, that's a tale of young love. You know, and then we are never getting back together. Um, <laughs> yeah, I feel like man, I wish I were good at this. You guys ready for my mixtape? <laughs> oh, man. Bonkers. Let's hear your mixtape. Yeah, I feel like this will be a good break for me um, emotionally yeah. <laughs> to stop oh, thinking oh, about this mixtape and what's gone wrong in my All life. the attention. Like, you thought your life was bad? Ugh. 17. Okay, we need an age on this. Real 17. Gross. Okay. 17. I should point out, I'm pretty sure the girl who made this mixtape was like 20, probably. Yeah, 21? not a big difference in age. Uh, yeah. Big difference in maturity. I'll tell you that much. Um, we're starting off with this mixtape. This is full disclosure. We were never in a relationship. We never like came close to it. I wanted to, but it never happened. And I think this sums up why, uh, the first song is audience of one by rise against. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with rise against like heavy angsty. Yeah. Pretty rebellious. Uh, this is a more relatively calm song. But like, is start off the start off the album with Bing, goes into Industry by John McLaughlin. That's like a good song. It's got a fun piano part. It's pretty normal. It then jumps okay. to Rasputin by Boney M. <sighs> Amazing. Um, okay, that's this, funny. I don't know. That's this. I remember specifically was from Just Dance because that was the only song I would dance to in Just Dance. Um, you're probably thinking, what is the Rasputin song? It is literally the song that goes, rah, rah, Rasputin. Oh, Russia's yeah. Favorite no, I wasn't questioning machine. it at all. Yeah, that happened. Um, That's a great song. 
we're going next into Walking the Dog by Fun. Uh, that one's fine. Here's where it starts to get a little crazy. We jump into Dream On by Aerosmith because I wanted her to like it. Okay. He jumps into Angel of Mercy by One Republic. That's that's okay. But you know what? I thought I was super clever because Angel of Mercy is from the album Dreaming Out Loud from by One Republic. Oh, and you connected it to Dream On. So, yeah, it's fitting this clever, whole thing. Clever, clever. Well, here's how I cap it off. The next song is called Dreaming Out Loud. Who's it by? Houston Bodley. It is a song I played and wrote and recorded what? on piano. Yeah, I threw that in what? the tape. What? <laughs> I mean, that's next level. Oh, no, Houston. <laughs> <laughs> um, it keeps going. Uh, she was a huge Beatles fan, so I remember I wanted to find okay. a song that would turn her off from the Beatles. I picked Hap... You're such an Amy... You're such an Amy Houston. <laughs> okay, keep going. I picked Happiness is a Warm Gun. Um, look up that Beatles song. Because you wanted her to hate the Beatles? Is that really why? Yeah. <laughs> no, I, wow. I just wanted to be okay. rebellious. Um, we okay. got a U2 two punch here. We've got All I Want is You by U2, if I couldn't be more obvious. And then Sometimes You Can't Oof. Make It on Your Own by U2. I've never even heard of that one. That is my favorite U2 song, actually, and that's why I put it on, apparently. Huh. Okay. Um, the next one is where we get to the pa- uh, past the point of no return from Phantom of the Opera because we watched it once together and she really liked it and that was her favorite song. Okay. I mean, there's something, right? Like, oh man. Okay, go on. Um, it, so point of no return. It gets weird for the next two songs because then it's... I like that the point of no return is literally the point of no return on this playlist. Uh-huh. Like, it's really good. <laughs> um, the next one is You're the Inspiration by Chicago followed immediately by You Raise Me Up by Josh Groban. Oh, man. Wow. And how do we finish this album? Stairway to Heaven by Led Zeppelin, because that seems fitting. Uh, okay. Not only that, I gave her a best of Bill Cosby's greatest hits album. <laughs> <laughs> What's happening? This is a true story, guys. I repressed what? this memory. Um, wait, wait, wait. So the, hold on. These Bill Cosby, these, these hot tracks from Bill Cosby, these were on the same. No, is was this a disc or just a playlist? Two CDs. I gave her both. Oh my gosh. Um, okay. You didn't mix them in, did you? You didn't mix in the Bill Cosby no, jokes? No, I wish that would have Every other track, maybe? Like, you listen to okay. three songs, and then it's a stand-up routine from Bill Cosby. I think that would have made it even better. I can't believe something else came up in the episode to connect stand-up comedy and mixtapes. Yeah, I was surprised, but it, is, it was meant to be. That's all I can say. You never know wow. what's going to happen on Perfect Brain. I'm really glad you're married, Houston, so I don't have to worry <laughs> about you. I am, too. Because apparently when I'm desperate, I get real bad. Wow. Um, How do we put a bow on this routine, though? (laughs) I think you just have to go do it. it, And we have to, like, live stream it. Is it literally just the the lights go off as I say we are never getting back together and I just don't say anything else about it? I think that could work. I mean, there's still Mm. two tracks, but they're not funny. That's true. Unless I go the angle of these are down to let me down gently. Yeah. No, I feel like we are never getting back together. It, like, is a good last song. Like, treat it as the last song. Yeah. I think I would have picked up on it sooner if it had been the last track. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh-huh. So maybe the way to, to do that is if you're going to skip the last two. Like, I think I like the angle you're going with, like, you know, we had these great classic love songs. You know, and you kind of make it sound like they're getting progressively more romantic. Then you're like, you know, the last one, we are never getting back together. And then, then like, just kind of let that sit. And then say, you know, and this was the point where I think I realized that the theme of this mixtape is that she's not good at making mixtapes. Yeah, okay. That's pretty good. What if I what if I tell a story of like and the last song and I like I'll probably have to make this up because I don't remember like a nice story of us listening to it together. I'm sorry. Like I'm pretty hold sure on, it was a Rhett and Link video. Can someone just flushed the toilet in the background. I <laughs> I had to go puke <laughs> after listening to Houston's mixtape. <laughs> also it's not going to be heard on the actual podcast episode because i definitely walked away from my microphone to do that okay but anyway continue oh man so so what if i tell us some story like oh, in this last song i remember listening to it together and like i build up like this like romantic scene of like and that was like it, it was like a very special moment for us and the song was called 
we're never getting back together. Yeah. I think it's a lot, but I, I don't think it builds okay. into as well as the ending that Matt did, which is probably where I, would, I need to go because I need a strong finish. I think this is my thing about this whole thing. Like, it's going to be, maybe Matt can correct me on this because he's the expert and I'm not, but I feel like it's going to be like 75% delivery and not so much like oh, witty yeah. punchlines. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think so. We, we learned that from the from the intro to this episode. And I also learned it from WikiHow. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that being said, like, the punchlines are important because there are a lot of times where I've heard, like, comedians do, like, have great premises and, like, really great angles, and then, like, the punchline just isn't really there. So it's kind of more like the audience is like, I'm amused, but, like, there's never a point where they're going to laugh. Yeah. So, like a point where it's obvious that they're allowed to. Yeah, I mean, I think at this point, like, you have kind of a good direction for the whole thing. It's just going to be a matter of like writing it out and then trying it. Yeah. All right. Uh, I think I feel good about that. I think uh, I think I can do that. Hey, it can always get worse, Brian. If you botch this stand-up routine, there are more pathetic people out there. As we just yeah, um. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and here's the thing: like, if you do it at like, say, like one of the improv Broadway like Monday night uh, stand up nights or their open mic nights, like I guarantee it will not be the worst set done. <laughs> like, <for laughs> okay, sure. cool. That's also very good to hear. Okay, I think it's just very funny to like do it. Like, if we do this, can I, can, am I am I okay to like have someone like record it and stuff? Like, is that? cool because like yep, i think that's the funniest part is like i'm honestly fine with it being really bad like i don't think i'm good at stand-up comedy if it's gonna but be I think bad I'm, make it so bad that it's enjoyable is my only request i i think that will be my last that'll be like my plan z right if i like cannot make it like fit together and like i don't think it's gonna be good i will go and and intentionally no i won't intentionally bomb i will i'm gonna stand up proud and try and tell some jokes yes I'll anyway, your, but if it's really bad, I think it's also funny. I'll be your plant. I'll laugh at everything you say. That's a good idea. Well, let's wrap it up there then, right? I think we've got like I've, I've got I've got notes. I've got uh, I've got this recording that I can play back and listen to and uh, and uh, write this out. Works for me. I'll have my set. How, how long do I usually get at a uh, at an open mic type thing? Uh, at Improv Broadway, it's three minutes, I think. I could squeeze three into this five. into three it minutes. I think. Depends on how many people show up, but. They usually yeah. cut people off, like yeah. after about three. So I think if you can try to get it, and I think that's just good. Is like, as far as one of my teaching how to comedy moments, uh, like whenever you write out a joke, like it's a good idea to try to write five or six minutes and then shorten it to three, because generally okay. speaking, about half the things that you think are funny aren't very funny. And Fair. if you just are forced to go for like the best ones, that usually like makes it pretty good. Okay. Well, I mean, I've got 14 tracks worth of material here, so oh, we've already yeah. done a little <laughs> bit of that weeding, right? Um, on, uh, you yeah. know, there's nothing funny about Vanilla Twilight. But yeah. When I'm giving new comedians advice almost every time, like without even thinking about it, I can just say like, cut it in half, <laughs> like fit it in yeah. half the time. And that's like almost always good advice. Okay. Well, this took us an hour to, to discuss, so um, so I'll, I'll plan on half an hour <laughs> after my set. <laughs> Perfect. I'll just plan on a Netflix special and uh, call go. it good. All right. Oh, man. Um, Let's go ahead and wrap this cool. up then. Brian, do you want to... Let's wrap it up. Tell the listeners where they can find us. Yeah, I do. We're on the internet at perfectbrainstorm.net. We're on Twitter at perfbrainstorm and Instagram at perfectbrainstorm. Uh, so check us out. I want to give a special thanks to Matt for joining us, for bearing with us, Yay. for giving us some sympathy laughs. We really appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, thanks for having um, me. Um, uh, anything you want to plug while you're on here? Anything you want people to look up? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, if you're in the Provo area, go ahead and look up Humor You on Facebook. I'm in some of their shows, depending on how lazy I've been on writing jokes recently. Nice. And I'm also at Improv Broadway all the time. So if you go over there, I'm okay. usually performing Saturday at 930. But occasionally also, like the first Friday of every month at 730, is the show for the team that I host myself, which 
will be an improvised TED Talk themed show. So <laughs> nice. check it out. Nice. It'll be a great time. Okay, cool. Thank you very much for uh, helping me get started here. I'm sure I will uh, bug you about, uh, you know, reviewing this before I go on, but uh, cool. All right. Is this where we say bye? <laughs> That's what I was bye. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> bye. All right. I'm just going to awkwardly, like, slink out of the conversation. Slowly, I'll be silent. I always have been. Darkness floods your eyes. When you need to see, don't waste your time on me. Don't waste your time on me.